What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. And as always, joined by the beanie boy himself, Joe Dorville. What's going on, man? What's going on, big boy? Not much. Lots to get to this week. Of course, we've got the NFL barn burner going on right now that we're going to finish up with. We'll get to the NCAA action. Uh, then quick hits. Joe's got some fights he wants to talk about. And then we also got to talk about some of the coaching changes in the NCAA after this past weekend. And then we'll finish off with the walk-offs. But first, let's get to the bread and butter, baby. The NFL with the kickoff. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Oh, here we go. Hey, Brady, you know what time it is? Time for the game of the week. Game of the week. Game of the game week of the this week. week. Kansas City, Miami, playing in South Florida. Miami South Dolphins. Beach. Miami Dolphins looking good in this game, all things considered. Um, Joe, what was your biggest takeaway from this game? Because I know what mine is. My biggest takeaway from this game is the Kansas City Chiefs are unstoppable. Uh, they had four turnovers in this game, and they still won convincingly somehow, which is surprising. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. They're almost um, like incident proof, like Patrick Mahomes with three picks and they still ended up winning the game. Uh, Kansas City just it looks like doesn't it doesn't matter what's going to happen. Like they're going to pull it out. At one point, he had a 30 yard sack. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, did. <laughs> I think it threw, was the longest sack ever recorded. Yeah, he <laughs> threw three picks. Um, but it's just that that high powered offense, you know, Travis Kelsey, I believe as of right now, either is coming in close to it or does lead the league for yards from scrimmage, which mm-hmm. will be the first time that's ever happened with a tight end. Um, also, Tyreek Hill is just Tyreek Hill. Um, he had He's not faster only, than everybody walking this planet. Yeah, it's it's insane. Even with all the interceptions and stuff, I was never we've talked about this before with Patrick Mahomes. I was never worried that uh, Kansas City was going to lose this game. It was definitely a uh, moral victory, if you want to call it that, for Miami, hanging around, having a chance yeah. to come back and win this game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tua had his first thirty yard game, three hundred yard game. Yeah, um, but he also threw his first INT. But I will say the Dolphins looked great, even though they didn't look great. But they hung in there, even though they were out three. They were without three of their top running backs. Uh, from this game, Breda was out, uh, Gaskin was out, and uh, uh, Ahmed was out. Ahmed yeah. was out. So, yeah, yeah, it was weird. They were playing with their fourth and fifth string running backs, and still, they, they like you said, they hung around. Um, Tua, 28 of 48, so that's not awesome, but like you said, 316 yards, two touchdowns, and he did throw his first pick. I just... Um, I think this kind of shows that Miami, if they make that wild card spot, which you and I both think that they will, yeah. that they're going to have a chance in the playoffs maybe. Um, And they still have to play Buffalo one more time. So they could end up winning the AFC East anyway. Um, But Kansas city's Kansas city. I don't know how they lost to the Raiders, but we're still all scratching our heads about that. That one is the perplexing thing of the season. That's one of the weirdest loss all year. Yeah, so it's. I definitely think this is a. I know there's no such thing as moral Actually, victories in sorry, football. Sorry, but. the weirdest loss all year is obviously 
the Colts and the Jacks. I don't understand that week one loss. <laughs> I know it's, it's it's really weird to think about, but with recency bias, it's weird to think back on that. But I mean, it's just it was a good game. It was definitely a really good game. I honestly thought with all the mistakes they were making, you know, I've talked about the three plays before. I was like, this is yeah. it, Kansas City's out of here. But they held on and won. And like you said, their only loss to the Raiders is one of the most perplexing losses. Um, speaking about teams losing to teams they should beat. Hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We don't, move, we don't move that fast. You know I like to <laughs> sit in the minutiae for a little bit. Full well, disclosure uh, with I, Greg I got, here. I'm kind of getting nervous about moving <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, somebody is back from the dead, folks. Um, he both the lines got after it. I wanted to highlight that. Oh, uh, yeah. Mahomes got sacked three times, seven quarterback hits. Two got sacked four times, eight quarterback hits. So, um, yeah, Miami still, even though they let up, what, 34 points at the end of the game? Yeah. 33. 33, that's such a weird score. But um, uh, their defense got after. I do want to ask you one question. Yeah, did sure you did. feel like they should have went for the touchdown immediately and then for the field goal? No. Because they kicked the field goal and then went try to go onside yeah, they kick went for the, the onside touchdown. Kick. That's a that's an old school thing. The analytics would tell you now to go for the touchdown first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just just the way I was brought up and stuff, I, I believe you get the points that you can and then try to win the game after uh, mm-hmm. or try to at least go to overtime after. I know that's nowadays with everybody following analytics so closely. That's why so many of those coaches are going for two now when they're up by nine. It's like, what what the fuck is going on? But I just that's just the way I was brought up in football was you get the points when you can. And then you try and figure but it out later. Get the points when you can, but they didn't even take a shot at the end zone at that point. I know, they, I know. they got to like the 27 and then just clocked the ball and then brought out the field goal. You know, I was like, you have 20, like 30 seconds, like at least take one shot at the end zone before you bring the yeah, field goal unit up. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but just my mentality has always been, you know, it, you, you get the points now and then you try and get the onside kick. You get because- the touchdown now, Brennan. Okay, well, <laughs> I guess we'll agree to disagree. Must yeah, be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. But you know what right. is nice? Now, speaking of teams that have lost to teams that they shouldn't have, uh, Pittsburgh coming off that loss to the Washington football team went against Buffalo, um, and Buffalo won. So Pittsburgh is now on a two-game uh, skid. Two-game slide. Yeah, I don't um, – what was your – What's the first thing that came to mind when you when you thought of this? Because I picked Buffalo to win this game. I honestly thought Buffalo is the better team right now. I think they're playing better. I think Ben Roethlisberger is hurt and he's not saying something about it. I love I love when you ask me a question and then you and, go on. <laughs> and there is no running game to speak of in Buffalo. But what was your first instinct when you saw yeah, this? You're Jeff? Just taking all my points. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger looks like an old man, dead man walking. He looks like an old dead man walking. Uh, that. Pittsburgh team, as good as their defense has been in spots this year, and they were pretty good um, this uh, past game. But uh, Ben, I don't know what their offensive game plan is. They can't set up the run, so they're not even trying to run the ball at all. Yeah, um, it's, and they're it's ridiculous. Ben to throw. I think like the past three, four games, he's thrown it like forty-five times over that span. One of those games, I think the wall, the game before Washington, he had like fifty pass attempts. Um, which is insane for him being that age coming off an elbow injury last year. Um, and we saw what it uh, resulted in. He threw a pick six um, that pretty much swung the game. And yep. the I don't think the Bills ever relinquished um, the lead after that. And then he had a pick at the end of the game, which basically gift wrapped the game uh, in time for a holiday season because the Bills <laughs> never gave it back to That's Pittsburgh. Stupid. They held on to it for seven minutes. 
So yeah, they um as soon as uh I mean it looked like it was going to be like a, a a slobber knocker as Jr would say <laughs> um and the after the first you know first quarter and then going into the second quarter but like you said as soon as Buffalo got that lead two point lead it was nine to seven going into the half they never relinqu- relinquished it uh, Josh Allen won this game for Buffalo um what? in my in my opinion I think huh? Josh Allen is playing really well what um yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm hearing words that aren't commiserate with the game that I saw. I mean, they're they're not. The the reason I say that is because between they um, the four people who attempted uh, to rush in this game, including Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, Motor at a um, Motor at Devin Singletary only yes, had seven attempts second. for thirty two yards, and then Zach Moss had thirteen carries, which is okay. But we go over this every week with Buffalo, which is why I get kind of frustrated. Is I think you and I have said this a million times. They need to run the ball more, yes. but then they don't. And they put it all on Josh Allen. And I know he threw the pick. He was only sacked once for eight yards, but still two touchdowns. Um, he, uh, he also ran around a little bit, you know, when he was Jaheim Allen um, six for 28 yards. But I just think, I think they're putting a lot on Josh Allen. I think he's showing that he can be a playoff quarterback. That's what I'm trying to say. Um. <laughs> He's not, getting, he's not getting face mask penalties anymore. They're putting a lot on Josh out. He's not getting for that's funny. That was a long time ago. That feels like ages ago at that point. Yeah. He had that uh face mask penalty on uh against the Rams, which yeah. a game they should have lost. Um but no, he threw for under 60%. He was wildly inaccurate. He had a pick, he had a fumble, even though he didn't lose it. But he didn't look great. The the person that is the great centerpiece that unlocked this say. team. I know what you're going to say. You know where say. I'm going with this is my dog who was shuff, shoveling snow on Minnesota and has come to bu- Buffalo and he has opened the Pandora's box that is what this offense could be. And it's Stefan Diggs. Stefan yep. Diggs is the game the breaker. Bro. The big he, bro. That's the big homie right there, obviously. Uh, he's the game breaker for this team and he has t- taken them to new heights and he's the only reason that uh, your boy, Jaheem, Josh, as I call him affectionately, um, as his mother calls him, um, <laughs> that's the only reason he looks halfway decent out here. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Stefan Dix <laughs> has opened up a whole nother layer to this offense. Um, I, I want to retract. I, I called him I called him big bro, little bro, Stefan Diggs. He's only six foot tall. Um, but uh, well, wow, you say that to him. He's from Maryland. He'll come at you. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. He's brought in a whole nother layer to this offense. Um, as far as the deep ball, he's very difficult to cover. Um, he's incredibly fast. He runs he's great a, routes. He, I was a such a precise route runner. <laughs> yep. That's the thing. Yeah, and then Cole Beasley is the you know the little slot possession guy underneath, and that uh, kind of gives you those two layers to where it's like, well, yeah, okay, you can zone underneath to protect yourself against Cole Beasley, but then Stefan's going to take the top off, or you could play deep against Stefan, and then Cole Beasley's going to catch everything. Eight yards yeah, he's and under. Paper cut you to death. Yeah, exactly. Death by a thousand cuts. So it's. I really think Buffalo <laughs> is definitely going to be a playoff team and a force to be reckoned with For when sure. it comes to the playoffs. I will say, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen. After we saw what Josh Allen looked like in uh, last year. For Stefan Diggs to come and Josh Allen to begin all this hype and all this bloviation lets you know how bad Kirk Cousin was. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, oh Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, and you never looked this good. Even close to this good. And Adam Thielen's like Cole Beasley on steroids. Exactly. It's insane. It's insane. All right. Speaking of having some talent, or actually, Ooh, this is the opposite. On steroids. Jesus. This offense we're about to talk about, boy. 
Yeah, so the Green Bay Packers took on the Detroit Lions. This is going to be the last one in the big three just because I thought you and I, I mean, you put it in here. I feel like you're definitely right about talking about it. A lot of people will go, hey, Joe, hey, Brennan, the Detroit Lions kind of suck. Why would you even talk about this game? But it's it's Aaron Rodgers. That's why I want to <laughs> talk about this. Aaron Rodgers, 26 of 33, three touchdowns, 290 yards. It doesn't, I mean, he's got, uh, he's got weapons, but it's Aaron Rodgers. That's 78% completions. This guy's a weapon. Yeah, he does. And then he's created two weapons because last year when Lazard got brought up from the practice squad, no one knew who this guy was. Yeah. And then Marquise Valdez Scantling, 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 Scantling. In years past, we all looked at him and we were like, this guy's a bum. What is he doing? Get him better talent. And now Rodgers is hitting him fucking in the chest where the ball can't move. And it's like, oh, this guy's a good receiver. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was six to six uh, as far as targets and receptions. Uh, and then, you know, he has Aaron Jones back there who, you know, is up and down, but he's more up than he is down. Definitely. Yeah. And I think. The threat of just having it like he's still throwing balls to Mercedes Lewis. Like, get the fuck yeah, out of here, sorry, man. Mercedes like, is on that team. Yeah. And Robert Tanyan, who we've yeah. never heard of. I was calling him five fat number 80 at the beginning a touchdown. of the year. Yeah, he um Aaron Rodgers is the man. I feel bad for Matthew Stafford. Um uh, he was playing really well, and he's a tough son of a bitch with all the injuries that he's had. He went out in the fourth quarter. Um, he had a uh, pretty, pretty severe, just looked like a uh, core injury, abdominal injury. injury. Yeah. yeah, and I think they said today it was broken ribs, if I'm not mistaken. I but, believe uh, so. Chase Daniel, the highest paid backup um, in NFL history, Jeez. filled in for him. That Missouri so he, uh, degree is looking well for him right now. Yeah, definitely. And I just, I really, I thought the Lions would be better this year um, in spite of Matt Patricia, but <laughs> it's because I don't think, I never thought he was a very good coach, but. Nor did I. Yeah, I just, um, I feel bad that the Green Bay came out and showed, you know, hey, this is what we're doing. You know, it's like Aaron Rodgers said a few years ago, R-E, uh, relax. R-E-L-A-X. <laughs> I love that you bailed on it. Um, uh, so the Packers, <laughs> with, this, with this win, the Packers take the lead in the NFC. Um, yep. And I think they need to, like you alluded to, where Aaron Jones up and down, they need to establish that run game if they're going to have uh, – teams come through their stadium in that cold-ass weather um, in order to get deep into the playoffs and potentially make a Super Bowl run. Yeah, um, definitely. I completely agree I with you on that. I did want to ask you, do you think this is the end for Matthew Stafford in Detroit? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, I've been... I, I mean, obviously, I didn't hesitate on that at all because I've yeah, been thinking you, you about this. didn't even ask. That wasn't even I, in the notes. <laughs> I feel... Um, I, I feel really bad uh, for Matthew Stafford because yeah. he coming out of college was touted as, you know, since he was one of the best quarterback recruits, you know, we haven't seen one like that since, you know, then Andrew Luck came along and everything like that. But yeah. I remember playing with that team on NCAA football and that Georgia team was like 99s across the board between him, no Sean Moreno, that offensive line and everything. And when he came out and got drafted, I know a lot of people know this who listen to the walkouts, but I was a Lions fan back then because I was rooted for the underdog. And I thought he, he got drafted after the 0 and 16 team. Yeah, he was My that day. pick. They went 0 and 16, and then he was that pick. Um, and he was one of the last guys to receive before they bracketed all the rookie deals and everything. And I remember yeah, thinking, like, 
This is it. Matthew Stafford, you know, a few years prior to that, they got uh, was uh, Megatron. Was the last big contract? Yeah, he was the last one. Sam's the last, last one. Yeah. Um, but they had Megatron, and I just remember Nate Burleson. They had Matthew Stafford. I just remember thinking, like, all right, here we go. And constantly. Didn't have one of those Mike Williamses? Or yeah. Roy Williams, Roy Williams. Roy Williams, Roy, yeah. number 11, Roy Williams, yeah. who played for the Cowboys at one point. But I remember thinking, like, they were going to turn it around, and his career has been plagued by poor offensive line play injuries. And this guy can sling it. Like, I don't give a shit what anybody says. This guy can play quarterback and he's just been hamstrung on this team. I mean, he's made over $200 million. So you're never going to hear ahead, him complain. No, I was, I was just going to say, say he's, he's made he's a ton one of money. Non call away from beating the, the Cowboys in the playoffs that one year where, yeah, the one year they got there. like a PI, where they didn't call it. It was yeah. so upsetting. And it's just, it's, it's shitty to see. Cause I mean, we see it all the time in sports, but you see these good players who get in these bad situations and then they just never come out of it. And it's one thing to not come out of it, like in the first year or two. And then everyone's just like, Oh, he's a bust. Like, you know, see, look at Rosen and Darnold and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but to play well, seemingly every year that you don't get hurt and still just be fucking snake bitten on this team. I didn't it's know just, this was going to turn into a Matthew Stafford uh, love letter. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's just a, it's the last one in the big three and I just I feel so bad for the guy as someone who who has had an affinity for Detroit because I always root for the underdog. I just it sucks for him. And Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is literally the dichotomy of everything on the other side. He yeah. has no weapons and he's making everybody look like they're fucking Hall of Famers. Exactly. Exactly. Oh man. Right. Greg hit the regular hit one more rap. All right, time for one more round. We're going to quickly touch on some games. I'm going to take the first one, Joe. Atlanta, San Diego. Uh, or San Diego. Oh, it's Atlanta, not San LA. Diego. We literally put that in the notes. Um, <laughs> Atlanta versus the Chargers. There we go. Um, I like Anthony Lynn. I watch Hard Knocks. I feel the same way everybody else does about Anthony Lynn, but... Uh, they statistically had the worst showing in special teams since they've tracked special teams um, efficiency <laughs> since 2000. It was literally the worst game when it came to special teams. Twice they didn't have enough players on the field. And then once they had too many players, that was last week when they were playing the Pats. And then this week, it was just another abomination. Um, I Like I said, I like Anthony Lynn. And they won this game, which is going to just prove to us that Atlanta is more cursed than the L.A. Chargers are. But... Whew. It was hard to watch. Um, I don't know if you want to touch on any of this, but this game was hard to watch. Um, the only thing I have to say about this game, this game was the epitome of the Spider-Man meme pointing at each other because yeah. they both didn't <laughs> want to win this game at the end. I believe Herbert threw an interception late and then Matt Ryan threw an interception late and then that set up uh, San Diego to get in field goal range. I was like, what is LA. happening? L.A., dang it. <laughs> Yeah, this um, it's weird too because it's like oh the Chargers won, but it's like it didn't feel like that. It, did it didn't not look feel like, like a that. win at all. Um, but my biggest question is uh, the Chargers in the last few years have had a lot of I mean you know injuries and stuff this year, so not so much. But in years past, you know they've had a lot of talent. They went nine and seven, and then they went um, eleven and five, and then they went five and eleven, and now it's this year and they're four and nine, but. I, I, I don't think I honestly think I don't want to believe with all the turnover and coaching and staff and uh, rosters that a team can be, quote unquote, cursed. 
But when it comes to their special teams, I really think they need to get like some sage in there or a witch doctor <laughs> or something because they are fucking cursed. They're they're obviously cursed, but um, I think this year was just a bit of misfortune. Uh, because yes, Justin Herbert looks good, but I don't know if he's uh, ready to win games. I think he has what one. I think this is his second win. Um, it's so you, we got to remember they planned on Tyrod starting the year and then one punctured lung later. And apparently he's not following a claim. Uh, there was a claim he could have filed, but he chose not to. I can't remember now, but essentially it's his third one. I'm sorry. This is third one. Yeah. His first one was against my Jaguars is the team. What's the team record? Team record right now is four and nine. Okay, okay. I was going to say, don't forget, the first one was Tyrod. Yeah, that was Tyrod's. Um, but yeah, uh, we've talked way too much about this game. Greg, hit the line. Short one more round. That's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> one more round. Sorry. All right, look, look a couple kicks we got to work out, folks. We got Greg back, and he's uh, in a new role. It's, when um, you're coming back from the dead, it's hard. You got to get your yeah, bearings. You got to get your phalanges, your extremities all together working. Um, Yo, take it away, man. Yeah. So he won a game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jalen Hurts started for the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Um, this was Your also the Philadelphia two- Eagles. <laughs> I'm covering up the flag right now on Twitch. We're on Twitch now, by the way. Um, he this game was essentially the Spider-Man meme of quarterbacks pointing at each other because Jalen Hurts was like, hey, I can do what that guy does slightly better. Uh, Taysom Hill is like, I still can't throw the ball. Um, they, that, that's the difference in this game. Taysom Hill had one turnover. I think it was the first interception the Eagles had since like week four or something. Um, and that was a difference. Jalen Hurts was able to hold on to the ball, not turn over the ball. And um, he was very decisive in when he wanted to run. Um, he's going to finish out the year, and I'm fine with that. But going into next year, uh, I definitely think it has to be a toss-up for a quarterback controversy. Um, once teams get more film on him and his quick decide- decision to run, uh, they're going to clamp that. They're going to just spy him to death. And that whole – he's never going to run for 100 yards again. I think that was a bit of an anomaly. Um, but the one thing I did like was getting Miles Sanders back into the fucking yeah. game yes. plan. Thank you. Doug, uh, I've only been asking since, you know, week two or something. Um, but, yeah, no. Doug we, came late to the podcast. We uh we got the ball on the ground, and we I think it was uh, against Chicago where uh, Miles had a big 80-yard run. He had another big 75-yard-plus run. Um, in this game. So, yeah, ground game looks good if we can establish it. Uh, Jalen should be – I'm going to be mad as hell if he gets us into the playoffs because we need to have a higher draft pick, but that's beyond <laughs> Hit it. One more round. All right. Time for my Tampa Bay. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Not mine. I wanted to talk about Tampa Bay uh, going against Minnesota. This had a lot of implications when it came to uh, the playoffs moving forward. Minnesota's still trying to claw their way in. Tampa Bay has been up and down. Sometimes they look like a juggernaut, and then other times they don't look very good. Uh, this game was all Tampa the whole time. Uh, they went up 17-6 going into the half and then kind of never really let go of the lead. Uh, Tom Brady looked good. Still some uh, chemistry issues, it looks like. But... um. Yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay hopefully hits their stride going into the playoffs. Um, And I just 
you know, I'm very impressed with the way that uh, they've been able to kind of come back this season. Um, Ronald Jones, the second is one of my favorite running backs just with the power that he runs with and stuff, especially because everyone always talks shit about uh, the Tampa running game. Also their Tampa Bay's defense looks great uh, once again and Minnesota spiraling uh, again. So they, you know, were spiraling and then they got Dalvin cook back and we're playing well, but then they lost Kendricks, which is their best, their general on the defense last week. And they haven't looked the same since also Leonard Fournette, healthy scratch in this game. Oh, Suck it. <laughs> Go ahead. One more run. All right, last is the game that just wrapped up uh, in insane fashion. By the time we hopped on here, uh, uh, Baltimore was down thirty-five. No, not that's not right. They were down twenty-eight to thirty-five. Is that right? They no, were never it was tied behind. 35. Yeah, it no. was tied 35-35. I'm sorry, Greg, you're correct. Uh, Lamar had mysteriously gone to the, the, the back room. Uh, apparently, cramps allegedly. They had Trace McSorley in there. It was a third like down play. like you had to play. take a doo-doo. Uh, apparently. Uh, it was a third down play. Trace McSorley gets sacked. He gets hurt. Out of nowhere, like a hero without his cape, Lamar runs back onto the field, grabs his helmet, heads to the field. Fourth and three, throws a 44-yard touchdown strike to Marquise Brown to take the lead. But that's not where the game ended, folks. Then Baker, fucking up my whole fantasy situation, throws a touchdown to Kareem Hunt to tie it up 42-42 with about just over a minute left. And you know what they say, Brennan? You've been saying this a lot, too. Lamar can't do it in the clutch. Lamar can't make the big throws, the big plays to get his team within field goal, within winning position. Lamar marched them down with under a minute, got them to a 55-yard field goal, and Mr. Automatic, who had a kick blocked in this game, Justin Justin Tucker, Tucker, just just over the pylon. Pylon? No. Right? Just over the uprights. Crossbar. Crossbar. Um, to get a 45 to 42 victory for my Baltimore Ravens. Um, I'm looking at the final score right now. It says 47 42. Are you sure? 47 42? No, it was 45 42. Was there a safety? Yeah, they got a safety in the last two seconds of the game. Yeah. I didn't even see that one. Oh. Look, in the last two the seconds show. of the game, Jarvis Landry pushed out of the end zone for a safety. One play, negative 25 yards with uh, two seconds left. Wow, even better. Oh, wow. That probably. Joe, you know what a, this sounds like? That sounds like a bad beat. It sounds <laughs> like we got a new game of the week. Game of the week. That was that would have been the game of the week if it would have happened slightly earlier. Jeez. That was a I, picked, uh, I, I, I didn't think Baltimore was going to lose this. I've been saying it all year. Cleveland is a fraudulent nine and three team. Now they're nine and four. We said it last week. They're a fraud team. And just like I thought the Pittsburgh Steelers were a fraud team. So I picked against both of them and I won both of those games. But Boom. before we move on, I do need to make an, a, per, a public apology. Uh, this is going to be a little confusing. <clears throat> Because last week when I was alluding to the uh, the corner that got beat uh, for for the Jets, I incorrectly mislabeled it Marcus May. Marcus May was actually the corner that went to the locker room and said that we just ran what Greg Williams told us to ran. The receiver that bit on the double move is ironically named Lamar Jackson. 
Oh, that shit. was the undrafted rookie. Shout outs to listener TT Beats for pointing that out to me. This is an apology to you, sir, because Marcus May, I guess, went to the University of Florida, so he felt a type of way. All right. Beautiful, beautiful. New game of the week. Let's go. Well, you know what it's time for now. It's time for a little NCAA football. Okay. Give it to me. I didn't see anything. Oh, you didn't see anything? I oh, didn't we, see anything. There's a well, game you should have seen, and we'll, well get to that on who's up, who's nothing. down. I saw nothing. I know. You're not. Anybody who's new to the program, Joe is not watching college football this season. Uh, go back to listen to episode one, his walk-off. He explains why. Just real quick. Want to recap the top 25. Most importantly, I want to talk about games canceled or postponed. Michigan, Ohio State, one of the biggest rivalries in college athletics, something I grew up because all my family is Ohio State fans, even though the they all went to house. even though they all went to Kent State. Um, this one would have been at the horseshoe. Uh, but the that horseshoe. game that game was canceled. Cincinnati Tulsa, that was another big game. Um, Cincinnati's unbeaten. Trying to make a, a a push for a playoff spot. That game against ranked Tulsa canceled. Oklahoma, West Virginia canceled. You can look it up on your own to find all the other canceled games. But the biggest, biggest one, Michigan, Ohio State. And then the Big Ten changed its rules. So originally at the beginning of the season, they said you would have to play six games in order to play in the Big Ten championship. But then their meal ticket, their biggest brand bread and butter their biggest most known entity only played five games joe what do you think they did um i think they uh, held firm to the the parameters they said no (laughs) no No, they changed the rule they changed um, the rule just like when they said they're not going to play this year and then they came back and played this year what the big guy lied apparently money money talks Oh um, man! So now Ohio State will play in the uh, the Big Ten Championship against Northwestern. Uh, even though they only played five games, I want to talk about LSU Florida just because everyone knows my disdain for oh. the University of Florida. I actually put a lot of money on LSU because I was like, "Listen, wow. these are all fucking five, four and five star recruits. I know they're having a bad year this year because they lost a bunch of guys to the draft, but they will come out for this rivalry game. It's a huge game, and LSU ended up winning thirty seven thirty four. Um, any other news and notes? Uh, I want to get to this one. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We can't talk about that game without talking about the most iconic shoe throws since that presser uh, threw his shoe at George who throws Bush. Throws a shoe <laughs> since since the George Bush uh, shoe throw that the the young man threw the shoe twenty yards down the field, and I love the referee's description of that because I had to watch that clip after I was like, why is everybody in my group chat yelling F this one kid? Like <laughs> this one kid just ruined our dreams. Like what yeah. was happening? Yeah, so, it was yeah. bad. That is Who throws a shoe? Um, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, Joe, because I, I honestly was, forgot. <laughs> um, uh, Coastal Carolina uh, beat Troy's to remain undefeated 11 and 0, 8 and 0 in the Sun Belt. Too bad. Her. Just, because of the power five versus the, uh, um, what do they call the regular five power five, five and the group of five, the group of five, <laughs> no team. It's so bizarre too. Cause this was brought up on a few other uh, shows I listened to and podcasts and stuff. And as a, a guy that played at a school, that was a group of five school. You are told if you win out your season, you have a chance to play in the national championship, depending on who you play now at FAU Schnellenberger always, um, he was an awesome coach, which we'll talk more about in my walk off, but he, Boom! uh, <laughs> he always scheduled Auburn, Ohio State, Florida, Georgia. I was, you know, so I've been privileged enough to play in those stadiums. Plus, we got a lot of money for our program. And a lot of times, you know, we would every time we'd end up on the losing side of that. But at the same time, had we won those games and won out, yeah, technically we could have played, technically we could have played for a national championship. 
But then there's these teams. I know this year is different because everyone's only playing in conference games. But like Coastal Carolina, eleven and zero, eight zero in the Sun Belt. They beat ranked opponents, and they're at thirteen. Um, and that's just how it is. Whoa. Like, I'm oh, sorry 13. for. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry for. Yeah, yeah. I always go off the last because you do the who's up. Yeah, I know. I, know. I was like, whoa, don't spoil mine. And I looked. I was like, no, 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 no. But um. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's just, it's just, I know it sucks. I know it sucks because I, I was there. I, I was at a school like that and I know it's fucking frustrating and you get so annoyed when people talk about these brands and these blue bloods and blah, blah, blah. And we're undefeated, just like UCF the other year. And it's, it sucks, but it's just how it Who's is. quarterback is on the move, by the way. I don't know if you saw that news. No, I didn't. Mackenzie um, Milton is going to the East Florida State University. Oh, graduate transfer? Graduate transfer. Boom. He'll turn that program. He'll do he'll do wonders there. He'll also, do nothing there. Last game I want to mention. <laughs> uh my North Carolina Tar Heels I've been hyping all year took down in a big bad way, Joe's Miami Hurricanes. So it looks well, like the Tar Heels are back, baby. Look, look, for weeks you've been screaming, the U is back. And I said, Brennan, I know this team. I know this coaching staff. You're right. We are You're not right. back. Uh, I so badly want to say that's a cop out, but you were saying it all year. I said it all. I kept a straight face. I never wavered. Uh, Brady, you want to know our record against UNC the last five years? Yes, I do. <laughs> We are two and three against the Tar oh, Heels. Shit. I thought you were yes, going to say something we, like five no, and one or no, four no, no, and no. one. The Tar Heels kick our ass just about every other year uh, since we entered the ACC. Duke and UNC somehow are our biggest outside of Florida State and Florida, our biggest rivals once we entered the ACC because we can't seem to beat them to have a good season. Every time Damn. we had a good season, we lose to them. Every time we're having a shit season is when we beat them. So it's very infuriating. And I knew this was a trap game just like a couple years ago after we beat Notre Dame and then we lost to Pittsburgh on Thanksgiving Eve. Oh, yeah, I remember I knew that. this was going to be the game. We lose. I know. Oh, man. Well, that's the, top, that's the top 25 recap. Just a solemn, um, solemn uh, well wishes to everybody down in Boca Raton. I uh, just got to throw this in like I do every week. FAU. Second week in a row, favored, favored big and lost. Uh, don't know what happened. We had only lost one game up until two weeks ago against Marshall, who was a ranked opponent. Um, but we were winning every other game. Uh, I believe we were five and one going into the last two weeks. And we were favored pretty heavily in both games. And I'm just very somber. But we, we lost another tight one to Southern Mississippi. All right. Ooh, Speaking of losing, missed? let's figure hey. out who's in. Who's out? Who's in and who's out? Uh, quick note on Southern Miss. You know, Frank Gore plays, son's play, son plays for Southern Miss. Um, I know that Who's now. in and who's out? Folks, the Colorado, where Greg sits now, even though he's not in Boulder, uh, Colorado Buffaloes, they're out. I don't know who they lost to. Utah. Wisconsin, <laughs> they lost to Utah. Thank you, Gary. They lost to the Utes. I don't know how I feel about that, man. No, is that Utah State, the Utes? No, Utah Utes. Utah's the Utes, right? What's the Utah yeah. State? I, I shouldn't get bogged down in this minutia. Uh, Wisconsin, the fakest team of the year every year. Their preseason ranked always in the top 10. Ooh, that run game is going to get the fuck out of the top 10. 25. Utah State Aggies. Aggies. Thank you. Wisconsin, out of the top 25. Who's in NC State, North Carolina State, the Wolfpack, they're in, and San Jose State, 
is in as well. That's it for who's in, who's out. Now for who's up and who's down. The two teams in Florida who both suffered big losses were the bulk of the who's down. Florida falls five spots uh, to to number 11. Brennan, Brennan, a lot of animosity for the Florida, Florida game. They spit on you in that stadium. Look, I don't like them either, but I have friends and I don't feel like getting into these arguments in my text chains again. Um, I moved from Jacksonville and four zero five four seven. Add me to the text chain four zero five. No, um, and my Miami Hurricanes fall ten spots. Holy shit, they dropped that hard to number nine. I mean, we lost to a fucking unranked North Carolina team. Um, were they ranked last week? They were ranked no. last week, but whatever. Oh they yeah, were they were ranked seventeen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they've been so. They've been. They've, they've been, been a big so up and down. stay they in the segment. They lost Florida State, and then they beat us. We beat us so fucking annoying. Um, but we dropped ten spots to number nineteen, and the biggest leap is also UNC going up four spots. Who gives a fuck? Um, USC jumps up three spots to number thirteen. Where's um, Coastal? Coastal jumped up two spots to number nine. Um, they're still. <laughs> this is the thing that's annoying the fuck out of me. They're at number nine. They're still behind number eight, Iowa State, who is eight and two. That's that's the, the thing. That's that's what that's what we've been preaching it all year. Man. Also, that's- if I'm gonna get on my pulpit real quick, if we're just gonna put the four teams at the beginning of the year, the preseason ranking just automatically into the the playoff picture. Why the fuck do we play a whole season and cancel all these games? This is the stupidest thing ever. It I'm looking be. at the same preseason top four ranking. Yeah, it should. I mean, I've been a big proponent of an eight, eight game or excuse me, an 18 playoff. I'm um, not. Because then you just take the power five champs and then you take three wild, you know, but three again, wild cards. You're giving more games on bodies that are not getting paid. I'm, no, I, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm never going to be here for more games for people that are getting paid. Big game on Saturday, yeah. though. Big game on Saturday. Rematch. Big games Saturdays. Rematch Notre Dame, Clemson, uh, Iowa, Ohio State, like Brennan said, uh, versus in uh, Northwestern. Um, I believe USC plays Oregon now because Washington backed out of the Pac-12 championship. Um, and then Alabama versus is it A&M now or is it no? It's still Florida. It was, Florida. Yeah, it's East. still Florida. Yeah, because they won the East. So yeah, yeah. Alabama's gonna wax Florida. I root for. I'm rooting for all chaos. I want Florida to win. Anybody? I want Northwestern <laughs> yeah. to win. I want Dude, that would fuck Clemson some shit to win up. by eighty points. I just want everything to be screwy. Oh man, that would be so. That would be awesome <laughs> to see. Yeah. Well, we alluded to it before. Um, let's get into it. Greg, you want to play that sounder? You'd be surprised how quick and quick Mayman hits quick hit. Ladies and gentlemen, back from the dead, he is risen. Our former producer, now producer again, L. Greg, here for the quick hits. Take it away. Yes, sir. Back from the dead, still wiping the dirt off my forehead. (laughs) So, quick hits. We got five questions. Give me your thoughts. We'll start with Joe. Friday... Uh, Saturday, sorry, Saturday right. afternoon, Saturday. and uh, well, it's Saturday night in London time, but Saturday afternoon, Saturday our time night in London. There was a heavyweight fight. What happened there, Joe? Big heavyweight matchup. Anthony Joshua, whose nickname is AJ, which is the most lackadaisical nickname. It was so annoying to hear it every time. Um, he fought 
I don't remember his first name, Pulov. Uh, he was the mandatory fight for the one of the WB something something or others. Uh, I can't remember all of them. I can't, I can't keep track with who has all of that. Does he have three of them and Tyson has one? I think it's the other way around. Tyson has three and then he has the one. lineal okay. Tyson. Didn't Tyson's last fight like unify a bunch of belts? Okay, maybe that was it. I don't. I don't know. So confusing. The, the boxing and all the different uh, organizations that are in charge of shit is makes my brain hurt. But Anthony Joshua first fight since the second Ruiz fight cleaned up this guy pretty easy. Took him down in the third round. Could have ended it, I think, sooner. But uh, displayed some great boxing and uh, waited until the knife to really take this dude the fuck out. Um, a lot of uppercuts. He looked clean with his uppercuts. Um, they kept saying in the fight and uh, throughout history, big guys don't really throw uppercuts because Joshua was 6'6". Um, but he has a really clean uppercut. And he uppercutted that dude right over the turnbuckles, essentially, and out of the ring. And that match was over pretty cleanly. He got away pretty smooth. Uh, Greg, was there any fights you wanted to talk about? Uh, there were a couple more fights over the weekend. Um Steve was it Stevenson. Shakur. Shakur Stevenson was. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the graphics. Sorry, I didn't mean it. <laughs> uh, he dominated. I mean, literally dominated the entire fight. There were a bunch of other good fights also, but uh, the heavyweights always get the top billing. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah. how about let's move on to some basketball so Kyrie's, Kyrie's been saying some interesting things to and about the media. This, this fucking guy. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you take this first, Brennan. You seem very Dude, heated. I'm so yeah, because I didn't even know. I saw this. Full disclosure to everybody. I saw this in the pre-pro, uh, the production, and I was like, "Oh, Joe, what are you talking about?" Um, what did Kyrie say? So you had me pull it up and read it, and I could not help but scream out loud when I read this. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie Irving of Flat Earth just, fame. Just yeah, just read the bottom portion of it. Don't um, read the Malcolm X quote that he had a typo in. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not going to read that. That's I'm the just thing gonna, that really gets my goat about this whole thing. If you're going to quote somebody, get the quote right. Don't have a typo in the quote. Oh, you Can and you spell both, check, man. sir. Just spell check. You and Quick. yeah. <laughs> um, so. Basically, uh, long story short, Kyrie Irving has been avoiding the media, not talking to the media, which is actually they're contractually obligated by they. I mean, the players in any professional sport, but definitely in the NBA, they are contractually obligated if they are not receiving treatment for an injury or anything like that. They have to speak to the media. And if they don't, they get fined. Um, so I basically just want to the what Kyrie Irving, I'm so heated, said to the media. <laughs> Um, was he, they asked him about being fined and why he's not speaking to the media. And this is what he says, quote, I pray we utilize the fine money for the marginalized communities in need, especially seeing where our world is presently. I do not talk to pawns. My attention <laughs> is worth more, end quote. First part of that quote, totally on board with. Gotcha. Right there with you. The second part of that fucking quote, I do not talk to pawns. My attention is worth more. <laughs> I get very frustrated with this because it's the media's job to report on the NBA because the NBA is an incredibly popular sport and by reporting on it 
and opening more people up to it, you become a more popular sport. For Kyrie Irving, who's had so many questions about his leadership and his ability when it comes to playing with other people, I, he's an incredible basketball player. Nobody doubts that. But playing with others, he's got that on the back of his head, that sticker, does not play well with others. For him to say... Where do I buy that sticker? I, you can get it at Anulo. What is the store name? Uh, oh, shop.anulo.com. Yeah, there. That's where you can get it. But for him to say, I do not talk to pawns. My attention is worth more. You're basically shitting all over the media. Not only that, but this holier-than-thou attitude is just frustrating. It's it's not... Nobody likes you on your fucking teams, bro. Like <laughs> you're a dick. And this is why people think you're a dick. <laughs> that's it. That's all I wanted. That's really what I wanted to get out there, man. You can't, if you're going to talk, you're a, you're a fucking asshole. Oh, let, let, me, let, me, let me interrupt. Right? Um, so the first part of that, I hope the money is going to the right causes and whatnot. Um, uh, I would like to remind everyone that Kyrie is the vice president of the Players Association and the vice <laughs> and, and the Players Association and the NBA have already uh, negotiated, you know, when in every CBA they negotiate where the fine monies will go to. So I'm pretty sure he has a clear understanding of where the money is going. So I don't know why he tossed that in. Uh, that's very confusing. Because he's probably not paying attention because he's an asshole. Um. <laughs> Uh, who who was my beef with earlier this year? What with what? I had uh, there was somebody I kept shitting on. Doug Marone, Doug Adam Mar- Gase. No, no, there was somebody I kept messing with. You were like, he's gonna come after you. He's one of the um, oh oh Jimmy buckets. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jimmy yeah, yeah. I was about to say yeah. Kyrie, Kyrie my Jimmy address. <laughs> no, I'm not scared of Kyrie. I'll give you my address right All now. Right, my I'm address is four three two. Settle down. Settle down. Settle down. <laughs> But, uh, so, um, I yeah, am a no, comedian. Kyrie, I'm just joking. Kyrie is a bit of a, I mean, we know he's a flat earther or allegedly not. He just wants to test us. Um, but he's annoying. He's, he's a pest. Uh, he, he's a petulant child that Best just wants to, to be, he wants to be Best heard. Um, he wants to inflate his ego is inflated to think that he's bigger than he is, but everywhere he's gone and everywhere he's left has done better without him or at least the same without him. So he doesn't really move the needle as far as teams go. He's a great player, but he needs to settle down. And the thing with the crusade against the media, okay, if you want this platform to talk about other things greater than yep. the best way to do it is through the media. That's the That's only way to do it. People are gonna, no, you can, you can have your IGs. You can yeah, go but, to the Players' Tribune. But the best way to disseminate your message to the masses it's going to be through the media. It's going to be through ESPN. It's going to be through TNT. That's it's how gonna you get your It's going to be through from the press box. It's going to be through cheers from the press case box. We in want point, that exclusive interview, my guy. You case in point. You put this in the. Uh, you put this in the quick hits. I had not heard about it because I do not follow Kyrie Irving. You know yeah. where I read about this story? ESPN.com. Yeah. So. Think about that the next time you want to see. God, that just is so. And I will never, you will never, ever hear me say shut up and dribble or any of that fucking bullshit because you have a platform and you should use your platform. Just like when I get pissed off when people say, hey, you're a comic, stick to the yuck yucks. Like, don't talk about real stuff. Like, fuck yourself. If you want to talk about real things, I encourage that. What I can't stand is you thinking you're above everybody else. Like, ah, oh, this, this ego maniacal, like, 
This is why you're a bad teammate. Let's go. We got to move on. <laughs> yeah, we got to move on. I love that there's always one thing that we you just realize stick you, our heels into. You, you guys are pawns, right? So you're part of the problem. <sighs> Well, next time you're I in Jacksonville, come. I think there's a quote somewhere in the Queen's Gambit that the pawns is the best piece on the field or some shit. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, neither neither of us have watched that. <laughs> I haven't watched it. <laughs> of course, I know you haven't. You and I are the same person. All right, gentlemen. All right, gentlemen. Some huge news out of Cleveland. Uh, the Indians might be going. Cut his new album. Oh, sorry. Cuddy's new album. <laughs> yeah, the Cleveland Indians are changing their name. Uh, 105 years later. 105 years too late. It's uh, crazy. I am um, just real quick. The only thing I want to throw into this is I, uh, my whole family's from Ohio. Um, except me, I'm a Florida boy, 386. What's up? But my whole family's from Ohio. And, uh, my grandmother every year sends me like Ohio state and Cleveland Indian stuff um, and Cleveland Brown stuff for Christmas. I don't know why I played, <laughs> played, it, played against them actually in college, but uh, she, um, I, I actually called her to get her take on this and she, does, I mean, Whoa. she's older, she's 90, but she just doesn't get it. She's, so confused. she's, she's 90. So 15 yeah, years before exactly. her, the name came out. Yeah. And she's, she's diehard. Like she's still, she's sharp as a tax to watches every game, uh, loves baseball, but you know, just a lot of the, I don't, I don't get it. Like it's, it's not, I don't think it's offensive. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's not really your decision to make on that, but it's just, uh, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. It's been in my life since I was born and now it's yeah, changing. It's a, I've, I never, I mean, I knew it was weird, but I never really thought it was a thing yeah. until about five, six years ago where big homie, big bro, but my Jones wore a shirt on Mike and Mike. And the shirt was essentially the Cleveland baseball team's logo. But instead of, I'll say it for the benefit for the necessity of this outline, the Indians and the Chief Wahoo logo, it said Caucasians and had a white, essentially a white Chief Wahoo. And people started calling into the Mike and Mike. He was guest hosting Mike and Mike. People started calling into Mike and Mike saying, why are you wearing that show? That oh, show is, I think that's a uh, great shirt. <laughs> he said, why are you, uh, that show is a, a bad depiction of uh, white people. Da, 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 da. And so his back, his rebuttal was, so if you think this shirt is bad, why do you not think Indians with a derogatory caricature of a native American person is bad? And nobody had a rebuttal. And I was like, huh, you know, Imani, what? man, he's on to something. Where can I and, get uh, one of those shirts? Yeah, I think it's available. He doesn't even sell it. People were asking him like where to where to purchase it. And he was like, I just bought it off the Internet. That's a man. great troll shirt. That, that <laughs> yeah, shirt does like, exactly what he wanted it to do. No, the funny thing, I've heard him talk about it subsequently now. And he was like, it's literally a shirt just in my stash. I went to Bristol with like a couple shirts and I just threw that one on. I didn't plan on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> he was like, I didn't plan to make a statement that day. See, I don't even Kyrie, think baseball that's how you was make a difference. <laughs> I don't even think baseball was in season when he did it. I think he just put the shirt on. That's but, hilarious. Um, no, you guys have uh, suggestions? Especially with how I don't have suggestions. No, um, um, I don't know. Cleveland Rust Belt? I don't know. Cleveland, I don't know. Cleveland Lakes? I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's something. I mean, it's got to be. It's weird when you think of a new team because it's like creating a team in Madden where it's yeah, like, oh, and I'm all never these names sound that. so gem- generic. Generic. And like, 
Yeah, I almost said generic. <laughs> All these names sound so generic and stuff. And you're like, I don't want to be like the the. Well, I can't even think of a name now that's not a real team. But you yeah. know what I mean, like the you Hawks. Say Lakers, weren't you? I was. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I think I heard the Lakers coming out there. Cleveland. But yeah, no um, suggestions. I'm glad they're doing it though. They'll probably make it something that has to do with the city. I don't know the Cleveland city Rock and or Rollers history or something. Yeah, yeah. Because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is there. Yeah. Um. That's where I was going with that, Joe. Glad you yeah. caught that. Yeah, no, you know I got you, but so uh, go ahead, Greg. We had some some firings over the last few days. It's pretty sad when people lose their jobs and they. Pay I don't know out, why you're staring they, at me in the Zoom when you're saying they, that. They pay out their contracts. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's let's talk about this. Um, Do you want to talk about that? Go I was ahead, save Joe. that for a walk off for next week. Just the Were buyout. You? The buyout. Okay. The buyout culture. Yeah. Okay. Because I then, think uh, Gus Malzahn walks away with third. 21. 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy yeah. numbers. Um, go through real quick because I, I, you knew more about this than I did. What, what do we got as far as firings in the NCAA? So Derek Mason uh, got fired last week after. Oh, by the way, we should have done this earlier. Shout out to uh, Sarah Fuller. She kicked oh, two yeah, my girl. in the game the other day. You should have yeah, seen yeah. me, man. I was screaming. I was hype as heck when that shit came across my Yeah, uh, I saw timeline. it at work and I kept screaming, that's my girl, that's my girl. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how the heck we forgot about that. Um, but yeah, shout out to Sarah Fuller. Um, huge fan of the show. She's a big fan. Yeah, she um, loves it. Especially the walk-off I did about Play Like a Girl. Uh, brought yeah. tears to her eyes. So Derek Mason got fired after that game. Um, the Gus Malzahn, as we alluded to earlier, uh, uh Hugh Freeze, Kevin uh, Sumlin, not Hugh Freeze, not Hugh Freeze. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Sumlin. Sumlin, Kevin Sumlin got fired. Um, there was another one, uh, but I can't remember right now. And I'm not looking at like the thing I looked at earlier. Lovey Smith, there we go. I always Illinois. forget about Lovey. Jeez, but yeah, those are that's, the names that are gone. That's crazy. There's um, so there's talk about um for the next coach of Auburn, Hugh uh, Hugh Freeze, Lane Kiffin, or Steve, Steve Sarkeesian. Um, are at the top that of the list, apparently. wild if Lane does one bad year at Mississippi and yeah. heads over to Auburn. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm just happy to be a part of his rebirth, his rebranding. Um, you weren't a part of it, but... You know <laughs> what I mean. I was, I'll he didn't play for it. his team. No, I went down there to visit, though. Super sweet guy. Ah. His dad is pretty cool, too. Um, but yeah, um, it was funny, because quick aside, when I went down there to watch spring uh, practice, I was like, yeah, I was on the... Um, the first bowl, the first bowl game team, the, you know, the first conference championship team. And dude, he was like, Oh, come on, man. Come, come. <laughs> like called me out on the sideline. He's like, yeah, yeah. You know, we're just out here. You know, it's a little different with the uniforms and stuff. And we've got different athletics. So good to see you, man. So glad you came out to watch practice. Wow. And I was like, Oh, Rain this trip. guy is so sweet. No wonder he recruits all these guys. Yeah, no. Yeah. He's, he seems like a funny dude too. Yeah. He's super cool. Um, but yeah, I don't, uh, all these firings were necessary. I think there's going to be a few more before the year is up. And I think, uh, it would be all necessary, but that's what would you think? Lovey should have stayed. Um, not Lovey, Derek Mason. Um, I know the, the Commodores are terrible, but do we ever expect anything? (laughs) But I mean, just get them, get their graduation rate, graduation rate solid and field a semi-competitive team, and that that school should be fine. And you, we saw that when they won with James Franklin, all those yeah. allegations then came out because yep. everybody, in order to win at some place that's not traditionally good, you have to sell your soul. We also saw that with our guy Hugh Freeze, 
and his escort call hotline. Dude, Hugh Freeze came up on another podcast I was listening to. And really? all I could think of, yeah, is what you were talking about. And they even brought it up like it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. They were like, yeah, I know it's bad, but I mean, they're escorts. It's not like he was and hurting you know anybody. What's funny? So Hugh Freeze, like you said, Hugh Freeze is uh, essentially in running for that uh, Auburn job. Guess who's in line for the Liberty job? Who? Uh, our buddy from hell itself, uh, Art Bryles. Get the fuck out of here. Art Bryles is going to go to Liberty, the religious school of Liberty, after all the things he did in Baylor, Texas. I mean, in Waco, yeah. Texas. Yeah, at Baylor in Waco. God, that's yeah. Hey, people want to win, man. They'll do whatever they got to to they do it. I guess sell their souls, obviously. Greg, sorry. All right, the clock yeah, has man. started. Joe, soccer. All right, so the MLS had its finals this week. Uh, the Columbus Crews versus the Seattle Sounders. Uh, the Crews, I believe, this was their first year ever. Uh, in the finals, Sounders were coming off of win last year. They had the title last year. And the Crews won 3 nil. Uh, what? Yeah. The Crews beat Seattle. The Crews are the new MLS champions. Um, and that Seattle they, team, just real quick, has crazy fans. I've seen some of those games back when oh, we were allowed yeah. to go to games. Those, oh, those people yeah. are nuts. Those people are, those people are true ho- uh, hockey, uh, soccer fans. Um and then in other soccer news, my Fulham football club almost did the impossible. Uh, I don't know if you follow soccer or anyone, but we are we're a bottom team. We're bottom we're 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 always on the line of getting uh relegated. But we took on last year's champion in Liverpool, and we were winning the game for 70 minutes up until the point where there was an erroneous handball call for a penalty. Now, yes, it was a handball, but it was a letter of the law. He didn't try to do it. The ball just hit him in the arm. All right, Abu Kamara, AK-47. Shout out to the big homie. Um, which then led to a penalty kick from Mo Salah. Uh, he got it to tie up the game 1-1. But a draw is not bad. We still get points. Um we so you guys are, aren't reg- relegated? We're back in the relegation zone. We're only 12 games into a, I believe, a 38-game season. 38. Um, oh, shit. Oh, you guys are fine. Yeah, we play. you play everybody two times. There's 22, 20 teams. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we're, we're sitting at 18th place. We have a game Wednesday against another low-tier team, so we should be able to beat them. Um, so, the top quick five question. is kind of different this year. Go ahead. What so uh, you have to inform me on this because you know even though Tony Khan's a close personal friend, I know he runs the phone team. TK. I am um, unclear. I know there's relegation, but you have to go through the whole season before you can get relegated. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The whole like, they season don't do has like to. mid-season, like oh you're out of here. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, no. it's a whole season. The bottom three gets dropped for then the Champions League, which is the tier under, and then those top three come up. Um, well, the top two automatically come up, but then the three through six, they play a mini playoff, and then the winner of the playoff. See, that is so that's so up. cool. They should do that in that, other it sports. should be in every sport. It should be. I think they should do it. The sport that can do it in America is the NBA with the G League set that up. I think that would be that would wildly be awesome. interesting, dude. That'd be yeah. so entertaining. You couldn't It'll tank be, anymore. Play you could not tank exactly. You cannot tank. Um, and then you should get away, do away with drafting players and just have a free market. 
Um, that's a walk off from way down yeah. the line, and I'm over my really, sixty seconds. Wait, you think that? Yes, a total. I think free they market? should do that. Yes, I think they should do it in every sport. Yeah, but then there wouldn't be. What about for the teams that don't have appeal in the market? Every team, every team can't pay every player. Oh, I see what you're saying. We should still have a salary cap, but then just have a free market system. You don't have to have a salary cap, but well, if then, I yeah, have there are Aaron, teams that if can I play. have Aaron Rodgers, I'm not going to go pay another quarterback. No, but if then I you have become X receiver. I'm not going to get a the, yeah. But they try that in baseball, uh, other than the draft. But they have the free the, and the look no at salary Tampa cap. Bay Rays. Yeah, but I just think look that's, at the Marlins who made the playoffs. So this year. Sh- yeah, but it's so shitty to try and build a team from like no. cheap you players. Get good, you got to get smart people in because then all and, of a sudden these and teams and in New York and LA have this and everything have this wild. Advantage. Do you want to play for the Jets? You think anybody wants? We just no, talked last no. week. We just talked last week think, about Trevor Lawrence not I know, playing I for the Jets. I think the Jacksonville's a better team than the Jets to <laughs> oh, want to go. Okay, all right, all right. All right. You, you like, can sway me into this, Mister. Things will even themselves up. All, all right. right, beautiful. Hit it. All right, it is time for the walk-offs, which we do every single week. It'll be a short essay portion where we cannot interrupt each other. I went first last week, which means, Joe, you're going to go first this week. So I will shut up. Shut up. Shut up. All right. My essay this week, my walk-off this week, is titled, Basketball is Back. Now, I know it seems like the season just ended, and that's because it did. The NBA Finals ended October 11th, and after only 10 weeks and two days, the league will be back up and running in its regular season. Right now, it's preseason. We will be seeing new faces in different places, and there are some faces we won't see at all. But nothing is more exhilarating than the first tip-off. Nothing is known, and you have everything to prove. Which young team will make a big leap? Which challenger will go toe-to-toe with the previous champion? With what teams are for real and which ones are really mailing it in? Who's this year's breakout star that will take his game to new heights? And which modern day legend is at the end of their rope? I usually have a lot of questions also for incoming rookies, but this year that would be a little unfair. Rookies typically get to play in March Madness, which didn't happen this year. They usually get drafted in June and this year they were drafted in November uh, and usually they get to play in the summer league uh, to help them fine tune their game. And there was no summer league this year. So these 19 year old and 20 something year olds will really be making their bones in front of everyone on the biggest stage. And I can't wait. Damn. The NBA is back. Boom. NBA is back, baby. That was good, man. I like that. Thank you. I want to keep it short and sweet. NBA is back. Yeah, I got I got shocked by uh, preseason starting last Thursday. I, I know. Like, dude, it took me. What? It took me so by surprise. I was like, "What's happening?" I called my brother. I was like, "Are we still doing fantasy basketball this year?" <laughs> I was like, I, oh, "We don't um, have a lot of time." <laughs> I was at work and I walked by and I was like, "Oh, this must be like a, a NBA ESPN classic, Hollywood classic. classic." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And then I was like, wait, that's Kyrie playing with KD. That's an HD camera. (laughs) Oh, man. Craziness. All right. Joe, shout out. It's time for my walk off, which is entitled. Hang on. I want to get it to where I can't see you again. 
There we go. All right. My walk-off is entitled Howard Schnellenberger. In my past walk-off, a true underdog story, I briefly described going to Florida Atlantic University to play football. I will save the listeners by not rehashing that story, but there is a moment that I did not do justice. That was my first meeting with legendary football coach Howard Schnellenberger, or some of my teammates more affectionately called him Schnelldog. In the summer of 2007, after taking time off to get in the best shape possible and working with my uncle to make my dream of playing Division I college football a reality, we drove down to FAU for my orientation. In the time that I graduated high school in 2006, until then, my uncle and I had spent countless hours sending out film, writing letters, and talking to coaches. This is not to say my high school coach did not try to get me recruited right out of high school, but his idea was smaller schools I could play offensive line at which wasn't my idea. I decided to go to FAU for reasons mentioned in previous walk-offs, but mainly because they still used a fullback in their offense. After touring the campus and doing all the corny orientation activities, it was time to meet with the wide receivers coach, Daryl Jackson. He was the coach responsible for recruiting out of East Central Florida. We had already spoken at length on the phone with Coach Jackson before my arrival. He was the reason I was comfortable trying to play at FAU. He showed us the athletic center, the locker room, and we talked specifics for being a preferred walk-on and what benefits that entailed, i.e. meal plan, books, academic advisors, etc. Then, as we reached the end of the afternoon, he asked if we wanted to meet Coach. And even though I was filled with anxiety and nerves, of course we did. Context for those of you listening who might not understand the gravity of this simple interaction— Coach Howard Schnellenberger is a legend in football. He recruited Joe Namath to Alabama for Bear Bryant, was an assistant on the 72 undefeated Dolphin season, and gave the U their first national championship and rose them to prominence. He also turned around Louisville and Oklahoma's programs before starting the program at FAU as something to do because he was not ready to retire. He has fields and athletic centers named for him, countless championships. My uncle explained all this to me on the drive down. Coach was smash mouth, old school football personified. In my head, he was not a person. He was a myth, a legend, an idea of what football was. So walking into his office was a defining moment in my life. After Coach Jackson gave the introductions, Coach took over. He had a quiet way about him but you could tell his brain was turning, calculating every answer, every move, every subtle gesture. The second question he asked me was about basketball. This legend in the world of football did not want to talk about football, but basketball. I was incredibly nervous when he asked if I played, and I told him the truth, that I did not play in high school, but I did play with friends to stay in shape. He followed that with, well, did you play in the paint and shoot layups, or did you shoot from the outside? Aha, I thought. This has to be a trick question. One of those choose your own adventure games where if you say the wrong thing, you're out. It's over. But what should I say? If I say I played down low, does that mean I'm tough but have no confidence in my shot? Do I look like a scared little boy if I say I only took shots from the outside? What is the right answer? I just answered truthfully. I told him I worked my ass off on defense and I didn't get the ball often. But when I did, I got and I had the outside shot. I would take it. He paused and then said, good. That means you have coordination. Any big bozo can shoot a layup. Then we all laughed. Here I was, an 18-year-old kid sitting with my uncle who was more excited than I was, laughing and talking with a legend. I was not some highly touted recruit. I was not an all-state or all-American player. 
I was just a kid who wanted to play Division I football, but had no business actually playing it. That did not matter to Coach Schnellenberger. He wanted guys who had heart, miles and miles of heart. He, of course, recruited amazing talent to every university he was at, but he also gave guys who may have slipped through the cracks a chance, a chance to prove their worth. He made us feel valued, not as much as the big fancy recruits, but way more so than the other big schools that laughed at me on the phone when I asked about playing football for them. Coach Howard Schellenberger will forever be my favorite coach. Even though we did not have a ton of interaction after that day, he will al- he always remembered my name and would push all of us to be the best we could be. I know there was a whole array of things that went into me playing at FAU, but in my mind, it will always be that moment sitting on the couch in his office with my uncle laughing at him saying, Bozo, that's my coach. That's Schnell Dog. Schnell Dog? That's it. Big shout to Howard Schnellenberger. Huge shout out. He had a really bad fall a couple weeks ago and wasn't he is did? not doing so hot. Yeah, so that's Ooh. why I wrote that. I was I remember he was in the news, but I didn't remember why. Mm, that's not good to hear. Uh I'm proud of you, bud. You held on. I thought you were gonna cry. I thought you were gonna break <laughs> down somewhere in there. You held on. <laughs> Almost did. It's just it's 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 cool. I it's just no, I mean was, that that if I was recruited and sat with one of the most legendary coaches. Yeah. In the game, I, I in reflecting on that moment, that would be insane to look back on. Well, and it was weird too because honestly, I was going to say, "Hey, do you want to skip walkoffs this week?" Because this morning I didn't have anything, and then I had gotten a, a message from a buddy of mine who's still down in South Florida because I thought he was doing better, and he was just kind of like, yeah. "Yeah, he's still you know touch and go and stuff." And I was kind of like, "Well, I know I talk about FAU all the fucking time, but I was like, I never talk about like the first time I met him. And dude, it's so funny because he's got the mustache and the whiskey and he the cigar. Had, he had whiskey. Uh, he had a drink in his hand. I don't know what it was. Uh, <laughs> just, literally, the first question he asked me was, are you related to Carl Tassif? Because he was the head coach of the Baltimore Colts when my great uncle uh-huh. Carl Tassif played for the Baltimore Colts. And so I was like, yeah, it's my wow, great uncle. And then, um, but the very next question was, so do you play basketball? And I was like, what? That's a hell of a segue. Yeah. Do you play basketball? Uh, I thought we were talking about football. Coach, I hope you're doing well. Yeah. Get well soon. We all pray for a speedy recovery. Absolutely. I mean, he's 86. It was a hell of a run. Yeah, it's a hell of a run. God, he's got Louisville, Oklahoma. I think Miami has like a workout center named after him. Yeah. The field, the field house at Louisville is named after him. I was about to say, and, uh, you guys, uh, FAU Stadium is named after him? Yep, and he has a statue right out front, too. And isn't he, doesn't he have uh, something to do with FIU as well? No, no. No? Nothing so why to do with that? that. Oh, that's the Shula Bowl, Shula Bowl. Yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. That's, we call it the Shula Bowl because it's South Florida. Yeah, okay. Greg, press conference before we commiserate Bring the on press South conference Florida in sports. its entirety. <laughs> All right, press conference. This is where you can find us. Hit it, Joe. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. Uh, you can follow this show on Twitter and Instagram at Cheering Press. Follow us. Subscribe to our Twitch. We're at a new low. At a new low pod on Twitch. We'll be twitching these every Monday night from now on. Um, I want to interact with you guys in real time. So let's do it. Yeah, Joe wants to interact with you guys in real time. All right. <laughs> 
Um, Brennan T comedy on all social media. Check out my website, brennantcomedy.com for my upcoming dates. I got a show, um, in Jacksonville on Wednesday. I'll be in Georgia Thursday. Um, back in Jacksonville Friday, uh, got shows. Then I've got shows coming up in North Carolina, South Carolina, South Florida. Uh, check out the website for more details, brennantcomedy.com. Also, you can check out my other podcast, which is Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. Just got a new intro in the latest episode from one Joe Dorville, headphone Joe. Give him a huge shout out. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, like Joe said, uh, subscribe, rate, and review too for the podcast. Greg, you want to throw anything in there? Yes, sir. Everything you need to know about a new low is at anewlow.co. Listen to our other podcasts. Who does a podcast? Uh, what's that one? Misbehavior, Misbehavior Journal, Club. Journal Club. And a new low, the big boys. Beautiful. Well, thanks for having I me back, say, fellas. Yeah, I want to say a huge shout out to Greg for coming back and getting us on, getting us on Twitch. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for doing all the graphics the and everything. And, and I was wildly Greg against it, but I got, got outvoted. <laughs> Look, it's to build the brand. To build the yeah, got to build the brand. Gotta and thank you again. Those graphics were really cool. I'm glad. I didn't realize how much work you had put into it. So thank you. You got it, man. So Brennan, take us out. Hey, everybody knows that is why we play the game. Hello. Huge shout out, Garner Minshew starting on Sunday. That's my quarterback. <laughs>